Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Transfers have been a major topic of conversation this offseason, especially at the quarterback position. But can one actually win the Heisman? Well, my next guest breaks down the winners and losers and get the predictions for the final season of the 14 playoff right here. It's time for the College Football Legends Podcast. The players. We're going to hit somebody and we're taking it down the field for a touchdown. I guarantee you that. The coaches. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The plays. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. And so much more. College football legends. Heroes come and go, but legends live forever. Welcome to Believe in College Football Legends. I am Chris Smith. Send me a topic or question on Twitter at the Sports Jesus. That's at the Sports Jesus. We have a great show for you. You know what else is great? It's Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports info, stats, news, and scores. Get those latest odds and lines, and most importantly, the latest matchup reports. Bet Online is your Sports Intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. Look, it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from the comfort of your home. Get in on the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. It's Pen Online, where the game starts. This offseason has been by far the most action in the transfer portal since its inception in 2018. But do they make a difference? Well, if we look at the 2022 season and how transfers impacted in the FBS, many, especially quarterbacks, made a major impact. 23% of games started came from players who had transferred at some point in their career. Now, looking specifically at the QB position, 43% of QB starts came from transfers. And as a result, also 43% of total FBS passing yards came from that group. Now, many teams relied heavy on the portal last season. Among FBS teams, Texas State led the way with 30 first-year transfers, while Arizona State and Ole Miss led Power 5 teams with 24. So with the quarterback carousel spinning, we break down the quarterbacks that have moved to new programs and how they project going into the fall, plus the predictions for the final season of the 14 playoff with my special guest on the show, Steve Hegel, president and founder of JustCollegeFootball.net. Give him a follow on Twitter at Steve Hegel. That's H-I-E-G-E-L. Thanks for joining me, Steve. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. There is going to be some new faces under center this college football season via the transfer portal. So let's go with some crush it or flush it. Crush on the transfer quarterback if you think they will exceed expectations or flush them down the drain. Sam Hartman goes from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. You crushing or flushing? I crush it. I think he's going to do very well there. (sighs) Yeah, he threw for over 1,200 yards and second most in ACC history, trailing only Phillip Rivers. I think people people that hadn't seen that hadn't seen him play and a good portion of the country hasn't because people don't pay as much attention to Wake Forest. If you can do that with Wake Forest, he's going to be he's going to be have a really good season with Notre Dame. I hope hopefully he can stay healthy. I know he had some a few health uh, 
issues last year. So I hope if he stays healthy, I think Notre Dame's going to have a really good season. He's going to have a great season himself as well. Absolutely. is 110 past TDs are the most in ACC history. How about Devin Leary, NC State quarterback, heading now to Kentucky? They've been doing well with some quarterbacking there. Crush it or flush it? Uh, I got to say flush it. I think the, the competition level is going to be so, so steep. I think it's going to be very very, very difficult for him to um, do as well as he did at NC State before he got injured. Um, I think I think he'll have a, have a solid season, but nowhere near what I think expectations are going to be. Yeah, 17-9 and nine as a starter in his career. Went 5-1 and one last season before suffering a season-ending injury in 2021. Leary had 35 pass TDs, third most in the ACC. And you mentioned him, DJ Big Cinco, heading from Clemson to Oregon State. He flamed out at Clemson, but at Oregon State for the Beavers. Are you crushing it or flushing it? I say I'll definitely crush it. I think he's going to have an excellent season. I think um, he's from the West Coast, California. I think that's a good fit for him. That team's on the rise. I think he's going to do really well there. Um, and I think they're going to be like a dark, they're going to be definitely be a dark horse in that conference to um, to possibly win it or at least get to the uh, Pac-12 championship game. Ooh, you just made everybody in Corvallis very happy. <laughs> 22 and 6 as a starter in his career. So We'll look to extend that. How about Brendan Armstrong, Virginia to NC State? Are you crushing it or flushing it? I'll crush it. Um, <sighs> we definitely wouldn't flush it. I'll say crush it. Just I think he's going to have a better season than he did last year. There's going to be more talent around him at NC State than there was in Virginia. Um, and I think NC State will have a good season. I Not a great season, but I, I definitely would say crush it. Yeah, well, he threw for over 2,200 yards in 2022 after throwing for over almost 4,500 in 2021, fourth most in the FBS in that 2021 season. My special guest on the show is Steve Hegel. Make sure you check out adjustcollegefootball.net. Steve is going to have the 2023-24 college football preview, getting you ready for the season. Tons of info all the way to the national championship game. How about Cade McNamara? Heads from Michigan to Iowa, staying in the Big Ten. You're crushing it or flushing it? I'll definitely say crush it. I, I think Iowa can go nowhere but up on offense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they could, Ryan Ferentz, you they better get that get, thing, yeah. that, that gravy train rolling. Yeah, if he can put up two touchdowns a game, I mean, he, if they can put up 14 points on offense, I mean, he's a, considered the, the biggest the biggest savior in college football in 2023. I Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to so, quote-unquote crush it, but I think they're going to be much better on offense than they were. Um, and it's funny you brought that up, too, with the – Armstrong and going to NC State. I, I don't love the interconference transfers. I, I just don't. I, I've never been big on that with transfers in, in any sport, college football, college basketball. I think you should, you know, that these guys. If you're leaving, out leave, leave outside the conference. Yeah, I just, I just, I think, if, well, or you have to sit out a year. I don't like the fact that you're an interconference transfer and then you can be eligible right away. I just think that's just a bad look for college sports in general and any sport, you know. Well, so I, I, I was happy. He was 13-3 in his yeah. career. <laughs> Went 12-2. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Michigan I, I, starter I, I, in 2021, leading in the college football playoff. We started yeah, one game in 2022. For, per, yeah, perfect fit for Iowa. Um, you know, of course, he knows the Big Ten, so a lot of a lot of familiarity there. But, yeah, I think crush it. I think, like I said, he, it, the expectations aren't going to be ridiculously high just because their offense was so inept the last several seasons. So we'll, we'll see how he does. But I think he'll do pretty well. Yeah, and everybody's picking up Notre Dame transfers. You got Drew Payne, Notre Dame to Arizona State. And also Buckner, like you said, he's heading from ND to Alabama. How do you think he's going to do there at Alabama? Let's let's concentrate on Tyler Buckner. 
Yeah. If he wins the starting position, I think he'll do pretty well because of the amount, um, the amount of talent that's going to be around him. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, he gets his offensive coordinator, Tommy Rees from uh, yeah. South Bend to Tuscaloosa. Only started yeah, he, three I, games he, in 2022 before suffering that season ending injury you mentioned. Yeah. So he followed the offense coordinator. And I would not be completely shocked if Nick Saban runs like a, like a, um, like a dual quarterback. I mean, split, splitting quarterbacks, like, you know, one plays a quarter and then he, he brings in uh Milrow for like a lot mm. of running plays, like, you know, gotcha, kind of running yeah. like a, kind of running like a, uh, like a, Baltimore Ravens type Lamar Jackson offense with a running quarterback for a couple plays or drive and then brings Buckner back in to, to mess with teams. I wouldn't be hundred percent shocked if that happened. So, I mean, I don't know. I think anything's on the table there. They're just, they got a couple months to figure it out, but I, I think Buckner will do well there. It, it, I guess it all depends assuming he wins a starting job. And then of course, like I said, doesn't get injured, but even if he, if he, like I said, if he plays, I would not be surprised if they do like uh, alternating quarterbacks, one gets a drive here or even throw, Noro in for like half a drive or something like that, just to catch the catch the other teams off guard. Yeah. Any advantage you get, any advantage you can get in the SEC is a good one. Absolutely, so. and Saban will take advantage of any any advantage yeah. that he possibly can. Phil Jakovic, this is going to be the third school he transferred from. Boston College now goes to Pitt. He was with Notre Dame to BC before the 2020 season. Now he's heading from BC to Pitt. A lot of people thought of him as a, the next maybe Big Ben in the NFL draft. Big tall cool. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Um Pitt, I, I mean, they had a great year of picket a couple of seasons ago. Um last year they had a solid team. I, I don't know. Yeah, Addison split and went over to USC. Yeah, to USC. Yeah, they lost their best receiver. I, I I'd say Pitt if Pitt can go, you know, seven five, maybe win their bowl game like finish eight and five. I think that's a solid season. Um I wouldn't expect anything spectacular there, but I, I think they'll have another, you know, decent season this year in the ACC. Uh, looking at Pitt, the Panthers did defeat number 18 UCLA 37-35 in the Tony the Tigers Sun Bowl. They went 9-4, and 5-3 and three in the ACC. Though the offense wasn't as good last season, thanks to a large part of the decline in quarterback play. Keaton Slovis started 11 of Pitt's 13 games and was not nearly as good as Kenny Pickett was in 2021. Now Djokovic, 10-6 with a 75 total QBR from 2020 to 2021 before a 2022 season where he just went two and six before missing the rest of the season. So Pitt will be looking for answers. And we're speaking with Steve Eagle, president and founder of JustCollegeFootball.net. Give him a follow on Twitter at Steve Eagle. That's H-I-E-G-E-L. And my next two was one was a surprise, one necessarily wasn't. Spencer Sanders, Oklahoma State, the Old Miss. He was the 2019 Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year and has a 30-11 and 11 career record coming to an Old Miss team that returns incumbent QB Jackson Dart. Yeah, that was a very interesting one because it's not even guaranteed that Sanders is going to win the starting position. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. That could go along the way of the same thing I mentioned with Alabama. I mean, maybe they're going to split time. I don't know. I mean, that's going to be very interesting in camp to see who wins that starting job because Dart had a, had a solid season last year, so I, I don't know what. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess uh, Lane Kiffin is also thinking, though, you never – and not have enough quarterbacks. So the one guy goes down in the first couple weeks in the SEC. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You, you don't want to be you don't want to be hung out to dry and not have a solid backup. So it'd be interesting to see if he wins the starting job. If he does, I think he could do very well there, um, or even as a backup, he gets some playing time. So I guess I guess it all depends on you know who wins the starting job this fall. Yeah, that is the big question, Steve. Because 
in his first season at Oxford, Southern California transfer Jackson Dart finished with a sixth highest total QBR in the SEC and his 21 touchdowns responsible for were tied for the eighth most in the conference. Now Sanders played in 45 games with 41 starts since the 2018 season, passing for over 9,500 yards and 67 TDs and 40 INTs at Oklahoma State. The Rebels also have ex-LSU Tiger Walker Howard on the depth chart as well. Howard was the number three dual threat quarterback in the 2022 signing class. So like you said, it's always good to have plenty of help, especially at quarterback. And one team that lost that big five-star recruit was the Florida Gators. And they land Graham Mertz, who comes over from Wisconsin, 19 and 13 in three seasons as a Wisconsin starter. A little disappointing. You crushing or flushing for Florida? I flush enough. I was ne- I never was a believer in Graham Mertz. <laughs> I just I just think it's more oh, like Gainesville. That. They're crying down in Gainesville now. Yeah, sorry, Gainesville. I, I just I mean, you lost Richardson to the pros, understandably, but I, I just don't. I, I'm not sold on this, and I I think they might be in for a tough season. I I just don't. I mean, it seemed like it. Um, I'd have to, I haven't done my previews yet, so I'd have to see how much depth Florida has a running back. So I think he's going to be handing the ball off a lot, yeah. you know, and, and Early it didn't, it doesn't seem, yeah, it doesn't seem like it, it was content. They wanted to play that kind of football, you know, running game the last couple seasons. They ha- they always have a great line, great running backs. And, and I just don't think that's going to fly in Florida. They're going to try, but I, I just don't think he has the arm strength to really get it, you know, down the field. And I think that could come back to haunt him. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, I we'll, we'll see if he's even. You know, maybe he gets beat out by a by a um, incumbent player, or you know, or gets injured or something like that. But I just don't think that's. I think I got to flush it because I don't think that's going to work out too well. Unfortunately, yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow for the Florida faithful, especially since Florida initially landed QB Jaden Rashada, who is the number thirty-one overall player in the ESPN three hundred and the number two dual-threat quarterback in this year's recruiting class. But they lost him. Rashada was granted release by Florida in January after an issue with an NIL deal. All right. And finally, Colorado. I mean, they had <laughs> it seems like <laughs> over 70 players leave for the transfer portal. But they do gain uh, Shadur Sanders from Jackson State. He led Jackson State to a 12-1 record in 2022, coming over to be with his father, Deion Sanders, who is now the head coach at Colorado. You crushing or flushing Sanders? From Jackson State to Colorado, I'm gonna crush it just because I think it's gonna be must see TV. <laughs> I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be. Uh, I don't think they're gonna win that many games this year, but I think it's gonna be. You know, like the it's gonna be there. They're gonna be all over. You know, on ESPN and everything else about it. You know, who they're playing that week and what game, what time they're playing. I was actually gonna try to looking at the schedule. I originally thought about maybe making a trip out there they play a friday night game against stanford like mid-october oh nice and I, thought, I thought about going out there for that game and then i could see either air force or colorado state the next day i don't i don't know there's all the game times of course yet but i could make a two-game trip out of it for like a long weekend um but yeah i, I think i think it's crush it just because like i said i think they're going to be it's going to be um, a lot of a lot of things uh happening that's going to be just quality you know. Absolutely. Well, in 2022, fourth in the FCS with 3,752 passing yards. So it'll be must-see TV for the Buffs this upcoming season. And we're speaking with Steve Hegel from JustCollegeFootball.net. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Steve Hegel, H-I-E-G-E-L. So do you have a Heisman favorite? And can Caleb Williams from USC join Archie Griffin? 
as the only two-time Heisman Trophy winners? Yes, I think he can. Um, I think it all, it's all going to depend on the season USC has. Um, but I think he definitely can win. Um, he's going to have some stiff competition this year, though. There's going to be um, a couple other teams, that, oh, a couple of teams, excuse me, a couple other players that come forward during the season. Um, and then you're going to have always that dark horse one or two. I think if Texas has a great season, yours could be right there as well, um, the quarterback. Um, of course, Alabama's you know quarterback uh, contingent is, is kind of rocky now. Um, but you're going to have you're going to have a good handful of players uh, that are going. You know, another one to look at is the running back from Penn State, uh, Nick Singleton. I think he could have oh, a huge season. Fantastic. Yeah, I think he could have. A, yeah, he could have a huge season. And I, but we, I mean, Caleb Williams got to be, the, of course, the front runner. But it's very, very difficult. I think he can win it, but it's very difficult to win two years in a row. The highest curve, as you've seen, the only one person's ever do it, done it. And we've had a lot of guys that have come like. I remember uh, Lamar Jackson won, and everybody thought he would win again, and then yeah. he didn't. Uh, Tim you know, Tebow, and, uh, Johnny Football, yeah. they thought maybe he was going to be able to do it, but and, no and one. Johnny Football won. Johnny Football won when he was a freshman. Yes. So and yeah, so everybody thought, yeah. oh, who won a couple? Tebow of won it when he was a sophomore. So yeah, they thought they were going to, but you almost have to exceed expectations of what you did the year prior tenfold. You got to have that. You got to have that perfect season, and it's very, very difficult to have that. You know, two years in a row. Absolutely, we will see, and we'll have the predictions for the final season of the 14 playoff right after this. Welcome back to Believe in College Football Legends. I'm Chris Smith. And we have on the show Steve Hegel, president and founder of JustCollegeFootball.net. So let's get your predictions for the 2023-24 college football season. First, which top 25 team do you think people are most undervaluing? Hmm, good question. I would have to say, um, I think Alabama. It's crazy as sounds. Well, the past couple years. So, uh, you know, yeah, Georgia, the, Georgia on top of, now. Yeah, just because of the quarterback situation and, and they brought in um, Tyler Buckner, the, yes. the Notre Dame transfer. Yeah. And that, of course, of course they I, obviously after the spring game, and I guess that Saban wasn't too very, you know, convinced that he had the right quarterback on the roster. So we're going to see how that plays out in the next couple of months and who's the starter come week one. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot, I mean, they could have lost so many guys. They lost, of course, Bryce Young and Will Anderson, the pros among many others. But yeah, I think like we were down, like, yeah, just down them a little bit. So we'll see how, how they do this year. You know, I mean, I mean, a bad season in Alabama, you're probably still going to win 10 games. Yeah, I, I yeah exactly. That's, hey, that's, they, that's, not, that's not good enough for them. I mean, the expectations in Tuscaloosa, national yeah. championships are bust. Yeah, they're going to be want to be want to be right there in, in the end. So it's going to be interesting to see how how they do this year. And of course, the number one question is who's going to be the starting quarterback in week one. Absolutely, and I, I think people are down or not looking hard enough at Washington. Won seven straight to finish the twenty twenty two season at eleven and two. Husky That's return a good one, yeah. their quarterback Michael Penix Jr. along with a pair of thousand yard receivers in the Pac twelve and Kellen DeBoer. He's been uh, lights out with Washington, so that is going to be something to keep an eye on. And but which top twenty-five team do you think is getting too much love? I'd say maybe Florida State. I'd have to say probably Ooh, Florida State. Yes, yeah. They are I, I back think they're going to have Mike Norvell. I think they're going to have a really good year, but I think they're a little, you know, I think they're the people are getting a little ahead where they think they're going to be. I mean, they had a they, they had a you know they had a really good season last year. Um, I, I still think we're going to find out. I mean, they, they, of course, they started last year. They won that big game against LSU and back in, in the Superdome. Now they got to play LSU in the first game this year in Orlando. So it's it's kind of a home away from home game. It's close by to Tallahassee. So we'll see how they do. LSU is going to be a top 10 preseason team. Um, that's going to that's going to be the 
barometer for their season. If they can win that game and beat them two years in a row, I think they'll take off. But they lose that game, and you know, it, it could be you know much tougher season than they would have expected. But yeah. I think they're I think they're going to be good, but I don't think they're going to be as good as 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 most uh, insiders and analysts think they're going to be. Yep, the Seminoles have rebounding, going ten and three last season, but just five and three in the ACC. It was an Ole's first ten win season since twenty sixteen after winning eight games combined over Mike Norvell's first two seasons at the helm. They also beat Oklahoma 35-32 in the Cheez-It Bowl to finish 11th in the final AP rankings, bringing back almost every primary defender that includes a star edge rusher Jared Verse. And on the offense, Jordan Travis back for his sixth collegiate season, the fifth with Florida State after he led the ACC with a total QBR of 86 in 2022. But like you said, they start off with potential top 10 matchup with LSU and wrap up September with a road trip to Clemson, the last team to beat the Seminoles before they ended 2022 on a six-game winning streak. And we're speaking with Steve Hegel from JustCollegeFootball.net. Make sure you go. It's one-stop shopping for your college football fix. Which team outside of the top 25 has the best chance to make a NY6 run? Hmm. I think Tulane has it in them again. The Green Wave that won 12 games last season beat USC in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I'd put my, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a Sun Belt team. Um, they have, there's a couple I could choose from, and I think that those programs are just on the rise. I mean, like James Madison did so well last year. I mean, I think they're going to be even better. Um, I mean, you saw if you watched that, that crazy game, App State played North Carolina last year in the, the home opener. That, that game, it's like they're, they're probably still scoring. I mean, it, was 60, <laughs> it was 65. I was actually supposed to go to that game, and I didn't. Now, and I wish I did because I was down there that weekend. I went to a couple other games. I didn't go to that game. And I remember seeing the highlights that night when I got home. I was like, God, it was just an insane game. They just, they just never stopped scoring. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a Sunbelt team. Um, I, I'm not going to, I, off the top of my head, I'm going to say which one, but I think a Sunbelt team is going to surprise you and, and have a great season. Just kind of like on the way that uh, Coastal Carolina kind of came out of nowhere that one season yeah, and, and, and did prior. so well. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if a top, a top uh, group of five program once again winds up in another New Year's Six Bowl. Let's get your way-too-early prediction. What four teams do you see in the final four-team college football playoff? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go Georgia for sure. Um, Georgia looking to three-peat. Yeah, well, so I, far I, in the Power Football Index that I saw a little while ago, they had Ohio State 1, Alabama 2, Georgia three, LSU four, Texas five, Michigan, USC, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Penn State round out the top ten. I'm going to say Georgia. I'm going to say USC. Um, I think yeah, USC is going to have some competition. Oregon, Washington, a couple of those teams, but yeah, if they, they can get through that. They they would definitely be there. And a lot yeah, of those big ten, a lot of those Big Ten teams play each other. That's what's going to be tough between Penn State and. Ohio yeah. State and Michigan. I'm just going to go out on a limb now, and I'm going to say Penn State, and I, I, I'm probably, you know, who's last in? Yeah, we're going to get two game. SEC teams. Uh, you know, you never want to bet against Alabama, but I just, I just don't see it this year. I think maybe this will be the year. It'd be Big Twelve. It'd be, it'd be a Texas, mm. like a Texas would be a year Texas to get in. in. I mean, there as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. 
I, I think I, one team I think some people are sleeping on too, and of course they did have a down year last year in the quarterback uh, uh, questions with uh, DJ Ukulele left for uh, Oregon State now. But Clemson, I think Clemson could be right back in there this year. It, it all depends on the quarterback play. I know he's a uh, play company's a five star prospect, and he did play you know some last season, but I think this season he could really take off. Yeah, he um, could explode. Closer. He is definitely going to be yeah. the key for it, especially and, with and the big single left. And that, and that, yeah, and that, and that's the the key to them is is the fact that that conference is just not as difficult as what USC is going to have to go through out west. So I think that could be their edge. You know, they just don't have that. You know, you know, to, like I think US, US the Pac-12 is going to be very good this year. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a really good. Yeah, conference. Com- like you said, with the Clemson and Florida State might be the two vying for that conference. That's for sure. Yeah, I just think, I think so. I say Clemson would be like my quote unquote fifteen. Um, but yeah, I. I um, I'd say Texas uh, would be that last team. All right. So, Steve, to recap, in the final four-team format of the college football playoff, we will be looking at, one, Georgia, who looks a three-peat after the Bulldogs finished 15-0 in 2022, but they must replace Stetson Bennett, who went 29-3 and as the starting quarterback for the Bulldogs, the second-best winning percentage by an SEC quarterback over the last 30 career starts. While Bennett was also named the MVP in all four of Georgia's playoff wins over the past two seasons. Checking into number two is USC. As the Trojans head coach Lincoln Riley trots out Heisman winner Caleb Williams, who became the seventh player in FBS history to record 40 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing TDs in a season. Number three is Penn State, who went 11 and 2 last season, 7 and 2 in the Big Ten, as they look to build off their 35 to 21 thumping of Utah in the Rose Bowl. They're going to rely on a dynamic duo of Nick Singleton and Katron Allen in the backfield. Singleton ran for over 1,000 yards last season, just one of three freshmen to eclipse the 1,000-yard mark, while Allen ran for 867 yards, good for ninth best among freshmen last season. And that final four team, Texas, which boasts two of the top quarterbacks in the last three recruiting cycles on their roster in Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. And your sleeper pick on the outside looking in right now being Clemson, who have missed the college football playoff for two straight seasons after making it six straight from 2015 to 2020. And like you said, the Tigers are going to rely on the arm of Cabe Klubnik, who started only one game last season, which was the Orange Bowl loss to Tennessee. And my special guest on the show, Steve Hegel. Make sure you check out JustCollegeFootball.net as Steve has his college football previews all summer long, getting you ready for the season. Plus, tons of info and rankings all the way through the entire season. That's just collegefootball.net. All right, it's time to go for two. Get that kicker out of there. Two final points. It's time to go for two with Steve Hegel. Two lighter questions to close out the interview. First off, saw on Twitter you went over 25 Division One basketball arenas this past season. Which was your favorite, and do you have plans to hit the college football stadiums this fall? Yes, uh, I have plans to hit uh, probably about a yeah, 10 to 12 college football stadiums this fall. I haven't just made nice. my schedule, schedule yet as to which games uh, I went to. Uh, see, last year, just highlight, I went to Penn State. I went to Maryland. Um, I saw Navy. Um, I went and made a weekend trip and saw three in North, uh, two in North Carolina. I saw Duke, Lake Forest, and then, of course, Virginia. Um, college basketball last season, my favorite one. It's a very good question. Yeah, on Twitter, I, I you, to, uh, you, at least I got some good inside look. To all those different stadiums, I like that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did some videos. Yeah, um, I'd say actually the best atmosphere last year was Maryland. 
the the programs uh, back on the rise. The new head coach Kevin Willard, and it was I went to see them play Illinois, and it was the best crowd I'd ever seen there. And I've been there a handful of times through the years, even back when they had Gary Williams and won the national championship. And it was a it was a December game. It was a primetime game on Big Ten Network. It was like it was like nine o'clock at night game, maybe eight o'clock at night. And it was just packed to the rafters and, and fans were going crazy. It, it was Scott Van Tutt was even there. I mean, ah, it <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. He was sitting right in the front row. It was crazy. It was a, it was the best atmosphere. Uh, number two last year, uh, Villanova. Ooh, Villanova. Place great, great place to see a game. Yeah. I saw, saw him see it, uh, play an old Big East battle against Georgetown. Uh, that was a great game as well. And, and that would, that was a, that was a fun, it was actually on Martin Luther King day. It was a day game. Really enjoyed checking it out all out on Twitter. And finally, I'm a foodie and all your travels. Was there one place or meal that you can't wait to get back to? Oh, yeah. Um, there's a place near Rutgers. Oh, okay. Uh, a little Jersey called? action. About, yeah. It's about 10 minutes. And I, I made it myself a note cause I got to go. I, I got to go to a football game there. I actually went to a football game there. Not as a media member, just as a, uh, with a friend of mine a couple years ago, he's a Michigan state fan. And we saw, uh, Michigan State plays records. And I think actually, yeah, I think uh, flips. I think Michigan State plays there this year, so maybe we'll have to go there. And it's called the, I believe it's called the Stateside Tavern. Ooh, it was okay. about not even 10 minutes from the football stadium, less than 10 minutes away. Great food, uh, great, great atmosphere. It was, it was, it was, it was, great. It was a lot of fun. And, and I definitely recommend if you're ever going to a Rutgers football or basketball game, you check it out. All right. We will definitely do that if we are in New Jersey. We've been speaking with Steve Eagle from JustCollegeFootball.net. Thanks for joining me, Steve. Oh, you're welcome. Sorry about the dog barking a lot. Don't worry about it. We love dogs here, too. As always, Believe in College Football Legends is presented by Bet Online. Thanks for listening to the Believe in College Football Legends podcast. Make sure to check out all the prior episodes with Heisman winners, legendary coaches, and sports personalities reliving the greatest plays. You can tweet your questions at the Sports Jesus and join us next week because it will be legendary. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.